Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. And this is Waddle and Sylvie, WMVP, WSHE, HD2 Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. Uh, on the West Coast for the next next couple of days. Peggy's in for Waddle today. Phone number to reach us, 312-332-3776. Another gorgeous uh, February spring-like day. This is crazy. Love it, right? It is so nice out. People in shorts, people with no jackets on. I love it. It's on cue. Someone walked by in like a sleeveless shirt and shorts. Right? Oh, this is great. It, we, Enjoy we will, it while you can. Yes, because we know in April when there's baseball, we'll be bitching that it's 45 degrees. Exactly. But I always play this game in February when we get unseasonably warm weather. We'll be warmer uh, today or on opening day. Right. You know, on opening day, it will be freezing or one of these first few weeks of the baseball season. Dan Roan from WGN used to always make fun of me because opening day, we'd be doing live shots for television and I would always have... A winter coat on because yeah. I can't stand being cold. I hate being cold. Who does? And he would make fun of me. I said, "Oh, I'm freezing. It's freezing out." I mean, let's not pretend just because it's baseball season that it's nice out. Yeah, what would Dan say? Like, you shouldn't be wearing a jacket. Well, in you know, he'd have to- on like his 1980s bomber jacket, <laughs> <laughs> that leather coat that he the would always coat. wear. I could picture gathers, him wearing that. that yeah, gathers you know around the waist, and you know, looking at me, you know, and I'm bundled up with a scarf and gloves on, and you know, my parka. Yeah, you know, I love Dan. Me too. Me too. He's a Chicago sports legend. Yes. Another uh, Tom Skilling retiring. Another. uh, Roz Varon is retiring. I saw that. From ABC 7, the Mighty 7. Yeah. I mean, it's. All the legends. Right? Yes. Yeah. Everyone is starting to realize that. There's um the grass is greener. (laughs) But you came back. Well, because at my. On my terms. Sure. I don't work five days a week. I work two, sometimes mostly only one, <laughs> sometimes not even one. Yeah, it's on my terms, though. That's the, the key in retirement is to have a plan, what you want to do, and then you call the shots with whatever it is you do. You you could go, you know, start a podcast, do whatever. You go work at, at a, you know, be a Walmart greeter, but you do it on your terms. You work when you want to work. You're not greeting anybody. No. You, the only people you're greeting is in Bolingbrook. You're, <laughs> yes. like the, you're the town this greeter in Bolingbrook. I love Bolingbrook. Who doesn't? I love Bolingbrook. Yeah, I love hearing you uh, talk about Bolingbrook. growing town. Yes. Yes, it's awesome. Uh, but so Peggy is in. Uh, if you want to talk to us, 312-332-3776. The Bears fight. I've been waiting on this. I'm like... They've made these hires a long time ago. I guess they were just waiting on uh, the entire coaching staff to be publicized before they had a uh, press conference. Yeah. Um, So today was the day that they introduced their new OC, their new defensive coordinator, and then their new head coach. Uh, because he looked like he was uh, a new head coach today, Matt Eberflus. Uh, he had the, the facial hair. He had a new quarter zip on. He looked refreshed. I'm uh, Who knows? I don't, I don't think he's been given a, a contract extension, but he certainly looked like a man who was comfortable in his own skin Very and less Eddie's, stressed. Yeah. Less stressed. But, I mean, think about how the season. 
there's no way he was getting any sleep. He was not getting any sleep. And now he's finally seen his family again. Uh, Coach Eberflus, uh, we need to see you in uh, the HR office. Another one of your assistant coaches have been dismissed. How can you get any sleep when you keep getting calls from HR? You're 0-4, whatever they were. You know, you're getting caught. Yes. Uh, Mr. Poles wants to see you. Coach, um, you're going to have to call your own defense. Your defensive coordinator has been dismissed. Yeah. Like, it, 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 what a crazy season. Yeah. And, and he, who would have thought he ever would have saved his job? Not me. I know. I thought he'd be fired. Uh, I was asking for him to be fired. Right. I wanted him to be, like, but he survived. And now he's looking all trim. He's got the little bit of facial growth going. He was even, what, what did uh, Charlie call it? What was he wearing? It wasn't a quarter zip. What was he wearing? No, he had a, a nice Q-zip all the way up. What is that? A quarter zip. Uh, it was that, a quarter zip. It, it's the kids' term they for quarter Q-zip. zip. Okay. They, 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 can't, they can't go all the way. I tell my kids all the time, I go, a sweatshirt? I go, you have enough sweatshirts. They said, it's a quarter zip, yeah. Mom. It's not a sweatshirt. I'm like, it's a sweatshirt. But, but Charlie can't go all the way. He can't Go quarter zip. I go a quarter of the way. And he say says Q-zip. Q-zip. <laughs> but yeah, Floos looked like... He looked great. You know, it looked like he got a makeover from GQ or something. He did. Right? I, I think so. Yeah, now I wonder what the makeover on the field's going to look like. I, I hope it's good. I hope Shane Waldron... Uh, like, uh, I, It was very ge- generic. Uh, I listened to the press conference... Um, you want to hear some of this? Yeah, because I unfortunately did not uh, listen because I was too busy beating Ruth Lake's ass. And I mean, uh, <laughs> winning a um, platform tennis match. I'm kidding. I'm, I am joking. I gave lots of platitudes towards my opponent. I did say she was beautiful and she's got a perfect body and she just talks too much. In a bad, in a bad backhand. Yeah, in a bad backhand. <laughs> <laughs> I am so dead. A lot of people reaching out after that. I huh? know I'm dead. I'm pretty much You're dead. Not dead. I I will have a you target just, on my back. You just go with if anyone approaches you, it's theater of the mind. That's right. It's radio. It's entertainment. Yes, this is like, it's, it's not how I really feel. Theatrics. Yes, it is. <laughs> of course, you're authentic. Uh, here's Shane Waldron. He is the new Bears offensive coordinator. If you don't know about Shane Waldron, um, he's got an interesting story. He he played college football in the Boston area at Tufts University. He was a tight end. And he was hired as an intern in New England uh, under Bill Belichick. Charlie Weiss then left as oh, the offensive right. coordinator, took him to Notre Dame. So he yep. got his... First job as a grad assistant under Charlie Weiss at Notre Dame. Then he left Notre Dame, went back to the Patriots, and got his first paid job with the Patriots under Bill Belichick. So he's had his head coaching, uh, the people that he's worked for as head coaches, Bill Belichick, Sean McVay, Pete Carroll. Not bad, right? Uh, That's pretty impressive. Don't know if it's going to work. Right. Like, there's one one guy, my guy Jim, who who tweets me all the time, who I love on Twitter, um, says to me, what offensive coordinator or assistant coach that the Bears have hired did you not speak glowingly about? Do you know what I mean? Like, right. Everyone, we love everyone. Oh, this is a good move. Oh, okay, this is a good move. Because Because I only think the right way to go is to give new coaching hires the benefit of the doubt. Right. We start with giving guys the benefit of the doubt and then they either lose trust or they gain even more trust. And it's a sliding scale from then. 
So, to me, I, I think three years as the offensive coordinator of the Seattle Seahawks. He's done some good things. Geno Smith was a good reclamation project. He was top five in a lot of categories a couple of years ago as as a former bust. Um, and, and he led the league in a lot of things, in top, at least in top five categories. So Shane Waldron, he's your new offensive coordinator. Um, this is the one that everyone's talking about. Washington is more of a guy who's going to be a teacher. He's not going to be a play caller because... Eberflus is going to remain that. So this is Waldron talking about how much of the conversation is about fields versus the college quarterback. This was a lot of the theme of the questioning because of the sure, and he kept it in general terms. Sure, I think you know just from a player standpoint in general, a lot of the conversation on offense revolved around you know adaptability. What what can you do with you know different pieces of the puzzle depending on each year? Each year in this league is going to be its own individual year, and I think priding ourselves on having an offensive system, uh, a group of coaches that can adapt and 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 adjust the scheme to the player's skill set. You know, because it's our our job first to be great teachers and then second to be able to put guys in the right position in the best position for their own individual success to lead to our team's success so a lot of the conversation revolved around not just the quarterback position obviously that's a, a starting point on offense but how does that look for every position as team and, and as teams adapt each year and as players adapt each year so, so did he get into whether or not um, he, it is a a scrambling type of you know a lot of uh, uh, run plays RPOs for the quarterback or is it more of a, a pure pocket passer that is going to be sitting back there? Did he get into any of that? I don't believe so. It was more like, and maybe this was the theme of his interview and why the Bears liked him was that every year, depending on the players, he's going to adapt. Based on his personnel. And that, or that was the theme that the Bears wanted him to run up there today with. And he didn't mention a lot about Fields. Even there was a point where they asked him, did you talk to Justin? Right. And he, he again talked in, in these terms of, well, it's about building relationships and the relationships are going to go deeper once we get them here in the building. And then the person had to follow up. Well, did you reach, have you talked to him or not? And he said, well, yeah, we've messaged back and forth. Huh. So, so that was the extent of it. But here, like, so he says, can your offense work with both fields or a college quarterback? So they, they continue to try to the drill down in this. Yeah. Yeah, I, I totally believe that. You know, I think in the in the past experiences, like I said, with, with different quarterbacks, different experience levels, uh, whether I was in the coordinator role or in a, in a role uh, as a position coach, you know, I felt that way. I felt different quarterbacks have been able to, uh, to step foot into the system, be able to, uh, to learn it quickly, you know, and that starts with us being able to teach it in a good and efficient man- uh, manner where they understand it and then being able to go and, and again, adjust because each guy's going to have a different skill set. So what direction does it go? Uh, it's, you know, the players really take ownership and control of that. Very vague. They don't want to tell you much. I'm sure Ryan Poles doesn't want much being said about the direction they're going to go. Right. He's very well spoken. Uh, as, without saying, yeah, <laughs> without speaking, like he knows much. how to spin it. Right. He definitely knows how to spin it. Um, not, you know, I, uh, 
almost almost better than I, I mean I I hate to say that but Matt, Matt Eberflus was really thrown into it this year, and he scrambled at times. He oh, yeah, really yeah, yeah. really talked in well, circles, yeah. not knowing how to get out of it. Well, he would get thrown off. When like where, hey, where was DJ Moore? Right uh, on a play. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know where he was. Yeah, or where was. Uh, what what what's his name? Uh, the wide receiver who they Tyler. What was Chase that? Claypool? Yeah, where was Claypool? Or remember where he didn't yes. know whether Claypool was told to stay home yeah. or not? Yeah. Well, he also didn't know about the defensive rotations. You know why certain guys weren't Montez sweat wasn't on the field uh, two games uh, almost in a row. I don't think they were back to back, but two games within like three games uh, in which. Two of their best defensive players were not on the field because the defensive line does that kind of silly rotation. Yeah, yeah. Again, like, I, I don't believe much in winning a press conference or losing a press right, conference. Win right. on the field. I don't care much about uh, all the other stuff. I, I, I think it will be bad when you lose. And then you look, to, to, like, when Eberflus looked clumsy on the podium after the team looked clumsy on the field. Yes. I thought it was really, really bad. Like, yeah, I don't know. What's up yours? Yeah. yeah. But they, like, they okay. won that game. And you that, know, and, and, like, and he looked, that was, cool. that was a good moment. And we needed more of that. Yeah. We needed more of him. That's what Ditka used to do. And I know people are like, oh, my God, don't bring up Ditka. But honestly, that Aunt Lovey, Lovey would do it, too, through the question right back at guys. And uh, you remember Peg, that. I don't know, Peg. You remember? They would say, you know, why? What did, what did you think? What did you say? on there that you thought like they threw it right back at you sure so that you, would be me you had to be prepared for that so you know we just need listen he worked with uh jared goff matthew stafford russell wilson geno smith uh he's gonna work with the pocket passer yes. yeah oh yeah yeah the mcveigh system he's works gonna work yes. with a pocket passer I, I i said yesterday in the show i don't know if you read what brad biggs wrote in the in the mailbag. Oh, I, yeah, that was good. I thought this was the biggest yeah. telling sign so far. That there is absolutely no, no question. No chance that in, Fields is, is gone. Right, in, in, at Hellas Hall, he that says, there's any discussion. He says, at this point, I'd be surprised if the Bears didn't use the number one pick on a quarterback. And I'd be stunned if they made a small trade down, say between two and four, and then didn't take a quarterback. From my perspective, there's no internal debate in which the Bears are kicking around the idea of keeping Justin versus drafting a quarterback. Uh, I believe the work being done is to determine which quarterback they should select. So the whole Fields versus Caleb Williams debate is a pointless exercise. Again, I, I thought that was as black and white as any writer has come out and said this isn't about Caleb or Justin anymore. This is about which quarterback they're drafting in place of Justin Fields right now. Don't you think Shane Waldron turned down the Saints? And an, uh, he would have worked with Derek Carr, I guess. But he, he turned down the Saints. Don't you think if he, he's given this opportunity and Caleb Williams is coming out in this draft and the Bears have the first pick? Yeah. That you would not say, I'll take the Chicago job. I will take the Chicago job. Sure. I, I, I think there's a, like, while He's not picking Justin Fields over 
any other offers he's getting. He's picking sure. Caleb Williams. We're right. And I think both of those jobs had similar sort of job security because Dennis Allen could get fired in, in New Orleans. But again, you have the first overall pick and you have the ninth overall pick. And you have a seven-win team with the first overall exactly. pick. Exactly. That's a big that, difference. That doesn't happen often. Right. And the last time it happened, and I, I've said this before, I wrote about it before, um, the last time a team had the first overall pick that won seven games was the L.A. Rams. And Shane Waldron was a part of that staff when McVay later then came and, and took over with Jared Goff. Yeah. When Jeff Fisher was fired after the first year with Jared Goff. Yeah. So, like, he was a part of getting Jared Goff after his first year with Jeff Fisher on the right track. And Waldron was was a part of all that. Yeah. And Waldron was the passing game coordinator with McVay. So, like, uh, he's got really good experience. Will he become finally an OC that we like? Like, how many OCs do you know, Peggy? You've covered them all. Oh, I've covered right. them all. We've done pregame shows together for years. We've, we've done many shows together. How many OCs have we loved? Um, mm, I think the last one that we really loved was Ron Turner. Ron Turner. I that, mean, that's, that's a long that's time it. ago. Like Mike Martz for like four games? Well, right, because we thought, oh, it's Mike Martz. And then he got Cutler Greatest killed. Greatest show on turf is coming. Um, maybe like Gase for like a brief oh, time. No, like no, 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 not, no. He was no, no, but he no, did no. get the Miami job based off oh of what gosh. Cutler did. Yeah, but ooh, that was uh, short lived. Uh, I liked Getsy. I liked him coming in. I thought it was, you know, the 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 key is not calling plays and. Figuring it out on the job, it, it, that's yeah. that's a problem. Well, that's why this is good yes. that he's had three years' experience. Exactly. He had Russell Wilson. He had uh, a reclamation project in Geno Smith. He worked for Pete Carroll. You know, they went to the playoffs. Yeah. Um, here's uh, here's Waldron. You you talked about he's really good at saying stuff without saying stuff. Here's what he saw from Caleb Williams. So he was asked directly about Caleb Williams. Oh, okay. You want 52 seconds about saying nothing about Caleb Williams? Oh, boy. Word salad? Yes. Here he is. Yeah, I think, you know, from afar, you know, mainly my, my impression of a lot of these quarterbacks, all the college quarterbacks was, you know, what an unbelievable college season we just came, you know, off of with these guys making some of these dynamic plays down the stretch, you know, whether it was leading into the, the championship games or, or the, the bowl games leading up to that, the regular season. Obviously, for me, being out on the West Coast, get a little bit of uh, more exposure to the Pac-12. Uh, I guess the yes, Pac-12 still last year, you know, as that thing evolves every uh, every day in my mind. Uh, but so you know, just in in terms of that, it's been more of you know generalities, seeing all these guys perform at a high level under the national spotlight. Especially there's a you know multiple quarterbacks that have already performed on the highest stage, you know, in big games, and obviously he's one of them. And, and I'm excited to really. You know, when we start this afternoon with some of our draft process, then the combine kicks off. You know, to me, that's the chance to really dive into this and, and get going. Oh, come on. He did not reference Caleb Williams until the last 10 seconds. Eight seconds, yeah. Hey, yeah, it was. So it's, he's talking about Bo Nix. He's talking about right. Michael Penix. Right. And he's talking about Caleb Williams when he's talking about the Pac-12, right? Those are the three. Wow. He didn't but, but, say but, anything again, specific. And I don't need him to. Like, he doesn't need to tell me anything. Right. 
So, right. Oh, that is a definite, but, like, do not give anything away. Yes. Do not give anything away. Do not give you know any idea. Although I have to say something. Um, Justin Fields, the, the interview he did uh, with the St. Brown brothers. Yeah, um, we got to get to that. That's the... That's the silly argument, and I want to. I didn't pick your brain on that. Yeah, because one of the things he said that I was actually a little surprised about when he talked about, like, listen, I just want to know: am I going to get traded? You know, where am I going to be next year? I honestly thought, and Waddle and I talked about this on Tuesday. I honestly thought that he has probably had some conversations with Ryan Poles and has a good idea. After seeing that interview that he did on the podcast with the St. Brown brothers. I'm not so sure. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm not so sure. I don't think that they've had that honest right. of con- of hey, conversation. I want you to explain that to me, um, uh, why you think that. Um, because a lot of people thought maybe he unfollowed them because maybe he was told no. that, hey, we're going to the combine and we're going to be discussing a possible trade for you. I don't think so. Okay, good. Um, 312-332-3776. That was Shane Waldron. That's your new uh, Bears offensive coordinator again. I don't put any stock into these press conferences. It's a guy who has had spent no time with any of the personnel, and I don't know if he's going to be a good play caller or a bad play caller. He doesn't know who his quarterback is. He probably has a good indication it's going to be Caleb Williams. But as a a team, they're not going to give much away right now. They're keeping this uh, very close to the vest. What are your thoughts, 332 Three seven seven six. Um, an unsportsmanlike today. They brought something up that Justin Fields said that I believe has brought this whole Fields debate to another level of silly. Of silly. And I, I believe that this is a, a whole new level of silliness. And if we thought that this wasn't silly to begin with, I believe now we've taken it to the crazy level. Three three two three seven seven six. You can uh, watch us on twitch.tv slash ESPN1000 Chicago. You can watch us as well on our brand new YouTube channel. It's YouTube and it's ESPN Chicago. You get all the uh, shows there. You can watch them if you've missed them. You can watch us live there. You get a bunch of shorts there. Lots of great highlights. Um, old school way of listening on ESPN 1000, uh, 100.3 HD2. That's how I listen in the car. Make sure your car radio is enabled on the HD radio. And, of course, the ESPN Chicago app. Peggy is in for Waddle. It's Waddle and Sylvie. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. He's in for Waddle today. The phone number to talk to us, 312-332-3776. So you think that after listening to the whole St. Brown podcast with Justin, we talked about uh, why he unfollowed the Bears, um, how he now follows uh, the Falcons. He talked a little bit about, and he, he went into detail, too, about how much he... Listen to this. Like, how much he knows the Falcons. What do you think about Atlanta? Like, you like, you like Atlanta? Atlanta would be tough. I, the only con of going back home is just people hitting my phone crazy. Yeah. You know, wanting tickets to the game. But, I uh, mean, yeah. I think I think they got a lot of play ma- playmakers on the team. And, um, of course, Bijan. They got my boy Kyle. And then, of course, Drake. 
too. Um, they probably need one more receiver, but um, they definitely got some guys over there. And their defense was good this year, yeah, too. They so. defense last year. Yeah, yeah. last Justin year and, and this year, yeah. Detailed scouting report on the Falcons right there. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he didn't shy away from the questions. No, he was very good on the pod. Wow. Very good on the pod. That's not the part that I thought was, that took it to a whole new silly level. Not the part that I thought. It was It was this, so I'll play this for you. But do you want to expand on why you, you so you don't think they have told him? I don't think so. Or given him any indication? I really thought that knowing Ryan Poles and that I think as an upstanding guy and he learned with the Roquan Smith situation that he wants to be very open with the guys or at least as open as he can be without it leaking out what any of the team's plans are, right? So... I guess you can't really tell a guy something negative like we are planning on trading you because it's going to anger him and it is going to get out. What's in it for Justin Fields to protect the Bears and what they're going to do? So I guess they can't tell him. But I really thought that they would be very honest with him about the evaluation um, before the season ended. And then at the end of the season, knowing that, you know, we have to do what's best for the team, that kind of thing. I really thought they would have had some conversations like that. And when Justin said, I just want to know, am I getting traded? You know, where am I going to be next year? That to me was like, oh, wow. Huh. So maybe they aren't letting him on. They, they can't because it would leak out too quickly. If it was a positive, they would tell him. That they were, that he was staying. That, that that he's not being traded. Yes. Right. That they look. We're going to the combine yes. with no plans of taking a quarterback. Yes. I think he knows that they're investigating the quarterback situation. I think he knows that that this is unique. That in most years he'd be their quarterback, but because they have the number one pick. Now, all of a sudden, it opens up a door that normally wouldn't be open. Right. So I, I, I think he understands him and his camp know yeah. that this is... Absolutely. So that that's the part that I think they all know and that they're, they've sort of communicated all of this. But he's just... He wants... I don't know. Like, he's waiting for them to pull the lever. Right. So to speak. Like he's, exactly. Whatever analogy you want to use, whether he's walking the plank or whether, you know, he's got the blindfold on and the cigarette and he's waiting for someone, yeah. you know, all those old school ways of thinking or he's sitting in the chair and he wants someone to pull the lever already. Like he, he needs someone to tell him. You're done. You know, you're gone. Well, he's going to get the, he's going to get the call when he's in Milan or Amsterdam uh, where he's headed Is that out where he's going, where he's going on vacation. So you so, always know all this stuff. So he's um, Milan's a great place, too. I've we're going never back been. this year. Oh, I haven't been. That's where we're flying into. It's all the it's the big fashion near, you know, Fair. that. That's where, in Chicago, you know, we're sister cities with Milan. Really? Yes. It is a big city. It's Yeah. I it, knew a girl that I uh, played golf with who was from Milan. You know, like Rome is New York. Uh-huh. Milan is Chicago. Oh. Where it's it's very much Chicago. Really? And it's 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 dining outside. It's 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 not so congested like Rome, but it's very hustle and bustle like Chicago, very clean. And you know, the athletes are all about their clothes that they're wearing mm-hmm. for that the walk 
the walk to the locker room. Oh, you know, sure, now yeah. they all have designers. Now they all have someone who dresses them. Justin's included. He yeah. also has someone who dresses him. So he's going to go there and get all the latest fashion tips. What do you think he's going to do in Amsterdam? What, what are you insinuating? I'm not insinuating anything. I'm just asking, what do you think he'll do? I've never been to Amsterdam. I've never been either. What do they do there? I don't know. What do you? I, I'm sure it's. Uh, I don't think it's the old school red light district anymore. If that's what you're, you don't referring think so? To no, I don't. I don't. Why? Because it's legal everywhere now. Um. Yeah, you could go to Vegas and do that. Is weed le- legal in Vegas? Oh, I wasn't talking about weed. Oh, yes. you're talking about the other stuff. Yeah. Uh, I th- I don't think of Amsterdam's red light district for that. I think. People went to Amsterdam when weed was always illegal. Oh, really? Is that? Oh, yeah. Shot, the weed cafes, right? Isn't that yeah. a big thing over there? I was talking about like there would be people in the window. That that that's what I had heard. That's Barcelona. Is that Barcelona? I thought that was Amsterdam. That's Barcelona. That was where the dream team. Yes. Yes. Are you sure? I'm quite Maybe sure. Maybe it's both. I, I, covered the, I, I, I covered the 92 Olympics in Barcelona. T- and Tyler, can you, you Google that too? I'm like, pretty sure you. it's both. Yeah, because I, I believe that there, whose phone is on? Is that your phone? That are, Do you have sound coming out of your phone? No. It's off. Listen to you. No, I'm telling you. you no, have I, sound- think, I think that's Peg's phone. Yeah, you have, you have sound coming out of your phone. That is the weirdest thing. It's our, it's our show. It's you know ESPN what's funny? Radio. Yeah, that, it's Why been does like, it keep doing that? It, it'll randomly turn on for me, too. Every once in a while. The that app is just turn so on. strange. Like, hey, Mom, turn off your phone. No, it's like literally it's sitting on my screensaver, and all of a sudden ESPN Radio starts playing. Or something. That is <laughs> you are unbelievable. <laughs> Um, all right, so here, do you want to like hear this? Like, with- I, I feel dirty playing this. By the way, yes, it is both. It's it both. Is both. So Barcelona has it and Amsterdam. I've heard stories about Amsterdam where they've got like people in the window, and then you you look, yes. and then you go in. Yes, and I, it's like a green light or a red light, isn't it? And like if it's a green light, that means they're they're open. It's 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 open for business. Well, that was the that was long the rumor, Barcelona was where um, certain things were contracted. Oh, really? Yes. Oh. By oh. Dream Team members. Oh, jeez. Yes. Yeah. So mm. I don't want to say it because that's... Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, don't. Don't. Yeah, yeah, don't. no, please. They'd stop. Yeah, well, you already said my last name when I said don't say my last name. I said... I, no, I I thought you said say it. No, I, I you, you are so full of it. You know that I didn't say that. I'm I, actually more careful than that. I don't say... You like to just stir the pot. I do. Here's uh, here's Evan Cohen from Unsportsmanlike. I love Evan. Uh, he is a teammate. He's very talented. This was stupid. I guess uh, Justin Fields said this on the uh, St. Brown podcast. He was asked about Jordan or LeBron. I like LeBron. Me too. I like LeBron too. I'm out of this. I'm out of this. And so he was asked Jordan or LeBron, and if you couldn't make that out, he picked LeBron. LeBron over Jordan. It's the 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 old school debate. Le- LeBron or Jordan? He picked LeBron. You oh, know me. Okay, I'm okay. Very big on Jordan. MJ over LeBron all day. It's not even a debate. He's also what twenty four, twenty five. So he never he seen he, Michael play. He wasn't alive when Michael played to even ever watch Michael. So this was Evan this morning on Unsportsmanlike. He said he likes LeBron more than Michael. That's it. That is that is demanding a trade. That's blasphemy in Chicago. You cannot be the Chicago Bears no. quarterback no. and say that you are going to take LeBron over Michael. You could say, I'm a huge LeBron fan. 
I, I played at Ohio State. I've appreciated him. I love him. He's, I look up to him. Nothing wrong with that. You can't be the quarterback of the Chicago Bears and say, yeah, give me LeBron over Michael. He just asked out. Uh, he's got a point. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. He's got a point. Because if Justin Fields was back here next year, he would forever be reminded that he took LeBron over MJ. He would forever be ridiculed. There'd be memes about it. If, 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 oh, if, if, yeah. if Justin Fields throws for 35 touchdowns, nobody cares. Well, that's not going to happen, but, and you know that. But, that's, but, but the thing is, nobody cares. Like, Tyler and I were discussing, and as much as I'm a Michael guy, I don't care if my quarterback thinks LeBron's better and he never watched Michael play live a day in his life. He is just being a young, naive guy. Okay, he's not naive. This is officially... He's not naive. He's been the starting quarterback in Chicago in the third largest market. He's not naive. He never lived through it. And while he can read and he can go back and watch YouTube videos, he never lived through this. This has officially now jumped the shark if we're now basing whether or not Justin Fields is demanding a trade based on whether he's picking LeBron or Michael. This is insane. Okay, this let is- me ask you this. If he if you walked in the locker room and he was sitting at his locker wearing a Cavaliers hat or We've seen uh, that. LeBron- they do that all the time. No, they don't. Sure they do. No, they don't, Sylvie. They don't. Not that not it's not like that. You see more guys who will pick like a White Sox hat because they like the black and white colors. Uh, you don't really see a lot of them Warriors wearing a Cubs hat. I, I, I can honestly tell you I have not seen them do that. Wear another a non-Chicago team's cap inside really? the locker room. No. Kawhi wore a White Sox hat on the bench. Like I, These kids today, because it's so available... Like uh, my kid wanted a, a Justin Jefferson jersey, right? Uh, that I agree with you, because everything they can watch anything now yeah, on their the, devices, and, and he's watching. They don't on, have to be in that city anymore. On YouTube, Justin Jefferson make the one handed catch against the Bills. Yeah, and he's like, Justin Jefferson is awesome. I want a Justin Jefferson jersey, and I'm like, look, as long as it's not a Packer jersey, I'll. I'll relent to that. And now they're available all over. We go to Dino's, we get a Justin Jefferson jersey. It sucks, but we also have a Justin Fields jersey. I, I really don't care if Justin Fields thinks that LeBron's better. I don't if he's the Bears quarterback and he's slinging it. I don't. Listen, I don't, our when kids, I don't think he's making a statement on whether he wants in or out based on. No, uh, that uh, I agree uh, with you. Like, I, I don't know it, if he's saying that tongue-in-cheek either. A little veiled, you know, I'm out. Yeah, I, I agree. It's not a veiled comment. But it's a stupid comment to make if you think you're coming back to Chicago. It is. Because our kids can get a Justin Jefferson jersey and uh, who would name, name it, um, Otani jersey, yeah, whatever. That, exactly. Right? Right. Okay, our kids can. But when you're collecting a paycheck... In Chicago, playing for uh, one of Chicago's teams, I don't think you see that that often. If he would go in and say Emmett Smith over Walter Payton all day, I think that's a different story because that's the team he plays for. But I also don't think he would ever say that either. Right. That's I think, where you've got to be yes. kind of smarter 
because that's the team that signs your paycheck. So was he too comfortable in answering and just was like, yeah, I, no, I'm just I, hanging out I, with my I guys? Think, I think because Justin Fields is my age, and I don't know if the that back and forth is as intense for people my age. Like, if anything, it's probably more the Kobe LeBron thing, just because both of them watched it. But I don't know if he is necessarily thinking. Like, oh, this will have a lot of ramifications depending on what I say because I just don't think it's as resonant of an argument for people maybe my age. Tyler, I'm going to let yeah. you speak on this coming up next because I think Tyler made the best argument as someone who is a Bulls fan on someone who loves Michael but someone who is also young and didn't live through any of it. And I think that just a lot of people are like what Tyler is about to say. And I want, I want, so three, I, I, again, I believe we have reached a point now in this conversation. It is getting silly. With, 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 with Justin Fields and Caleb Williams, where national, I'm sorry, Evan, talking heads are coming up with a take because Justin Fields says he's picking LeBron, that I, whether it's tongue or cheek or not, we've of, officially reached stupid season. Three three two three seven seven six. ESPN one thousand, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Waddle and Sylvie. Watch us and join the chat. Follow ESPN one thousand Chicago on Twitch TV or the Twitch app. All right, uh, Tyler. As we talk about this, I mean, now we're we're pulling our quarterbacks. On, on who, <laughs> if it's LeBron or MJ, and we're not drafting a quarterback unless they uh, they think it's MJ, yeah, that's ridiculous. So Justin said LeBron, and I really don't care. I I don't care if he thinks it's Le- LeBron. He could be my quarterback for that reason. It doesn't bother me. I don't have to agree with it, but you had a you had a take of from a like how old is Justin? Is he 25, 25, 26? He's twenty four. Twenty four. Like he's twenty four. Michael last played for the Bulls in nineteen ninety eight. That's twenty six years ago. I think it's funny. I think it's <laughs> funny. I do, but I also think he doesn't think he's coming back. Because you can't say that he's smarter than that. Oh, so he's going to burn down the eternal MJ Bridge? Than that. He's smarter than that. He knows. So this is something you don't believe he would have said a year ago? Uh, no. Oh. No. Oh, remember, he was always very careful with, you know, answering questions. He was always, it was like he was processing it in his head, thinking how he, what he should not say. So, yeah, no, I think that he's... He was very comfortable uh, talking to the St. Brown brothers and, um, you know, was just kind of shooting the you-know-what. And then uh, it was like, ooh, I don't know that I would have said that. I think that was a press conference. And if, he's, if he was asked in a press conference, he may have said Jordan. But if he was asked in a, on a podcast setting, then he's LeBron. And so right, explain- he was comfortable. He was with his guys. You had a good answer, Tyler, in uh, the the pre-show fist fight. Why? So explain why you think most 24, 25-year-olds answer LeBron. Well, I think it's largely because of the fact that they never saw Michael play in person. And I think a lot of when we think about greatness is how did those players and how did those moments make you feel? And those guys will never be able to replicate that. By, by, by watching YouTube, by 
watching The Last Dance, by looking up stats and box scores and all that stuff, you'll never be able to feel the way that you did instantly when Michael dropped a a 63-point game, when he won a championship. You'll never be able to feel the same level of joy or appreciation that someone like Sylvie or Peggy have. And that, to me, is why... Of course, these guys, these ages now that are 24 and 26 years old, they're never going to know what the what it really was like to watch Jordan. And that, like, for me, I think the perfect example for me is watching Mahomes right now. Watching Patrick Mahomes right now is crazy to me because I know that every time he touches the ball, he has a chance to do something magical with it. I think the 13-second game against the Bills, this past Super Bowl, these are some of these magic Mahomes moments that... I don't know if I'll ever think a quarterback is better because I know how watching Patrick Mahomes made me feel in those moments. Which is the old argument of you can't compare different eras because of that reason. If you did not watch them play, you can't really. But I will say this about your argument, Tyler. This is also the generation of watching things on their devices. You know, you can watch the sped up version without any commercials. You can watch the highlights if you missed a game. All you have to do on YouTube TV is watch the, the, the shortened version of the game where there's no emotion in it. You're basically just watching the highlights. So I would argue that they watch a lot of things on their devices that doesn't incur a ton of emotion. You're assuming everyone is sitting they're watching the games and i think that but if this... you're not watching the games then your opinion quite frankly isn't that important yeah but that's what everyone watches is is you know the cut down version of things not everyone is sitting there what in front of a tv watching every game and that's fair i just think that a lot of people that are watching the the full games and are watching the full lebron games now like they know how lebron made them feel when he had the big comeback against the warriors when he was down 3-1 right, in the finals right the block and right, uh, all, all that. that stuff that's what they think of they remember how they felt they in those moments right they don't remember like they can only read a box score but they weren't living and watching michael against the celtics like you said they got beat 3-0 in the first round. Oh, Michael got swept by the Celtics. They don't know that Michael Jordan was the best damn player on the court against one of the greatest teams of all time against Larry Bird, Kevin McHale, Robert Parrish, Dennis Johnson, Danny Ainge. And he may have got swept, but he was the best player on the court. And Larry Bird said that wasn't a basketball player coming off of a broken foot, by the way. That was God coming down and playing against us. And that, too, is like you can watch a highlight of something. It'll never make you feel the same way. It'll never be as cool as what it was like live watching on the television or if you're lucky enough to be at the game. And that's why I don't hold it against a guy like Justin Fields or someone who else is younger who may not be famous. Now, Scottie Pippen, on the other hand, that's that's where you get beef. Yes. That's another great point. Tyler's... uh, Bringing the heat today. 312-332-3776. Let's take all your calls coming up. And then um, the White Sox topic and the stadium topic. I just put out a poll question on Twitter. You can vote online. Brought to you by your local Chicagoland Toyota dealers. Um, Knowing what you know now on what Jerry Reinsdorf wants from the state, are you in favor of the new White Sox stadium? We'll uh, debate that coming up next.